in a world entrenched in darkness, desperately seeking hope and security, a coalition of nations invoke a highly classified program, commissioned by their ancestors generations ago, for such a time when all else has failed. They called for but one man to light the flame, to carry the torch, which is really a guitar, ready to blast the battle cry. Behold, the time has come for... Rock and Roll! Yeah, I'm pretty shocked too, I have to admit. I really am. The new Slipknot album is really good. For sure, musically. I mean, lyrically, there's some interesting stuff on there. Some of the heavy, you know, destruction and all that stuff. Not really, it's never really been something for me in terms of lyrics, but yeah, I know. I like the album. I'm a little scared too. I, I Do I need to watch my back? <laughs> you know? What? Oh, I have to watch out for the fan base. They call themselves maggots? Oh boy. Okay. Uh, can we restart the show? <laughs> You, you can't hit the re, the stop and restart. Okay, fine, fine. We're going to keep it going. No, I'm serious. I, <laughs> all right, looking over my shoulder now. We, we have extra security in the studio, so we're good. No, um, I really do like the new record, um, especially musically. I mean, the, the opening track, uh, Insert Coin, sounds a lot like Pink Floyd. There's stuff on there that's very sort of staccato, but still melody. There's a lot of production. I mean... I think a lot of bands would be criticized for, I'm not criticizing them, I'm just saying a lot of bands would be criticized for the modern Pro Tools kind of stuff or the, you know, the, the excessive production, you know, but, but every album sounds like that. Uh, every band sounds that way. But no, it, it's, I mean, there's melody, there's great vocals, uh, background vocals in there. I mean, it's, 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 uh, there's some strings and, and um, orchestration, you know. Uh, probably more computerized, but it's really good. I mean, it's it's why it's like I said. You know, I I've I've only been familiar with what is a duality, and I think Psychosocial. Those are the only two songs I know by them because they're on the radio. They're on the radio, you know, and rock standard rock stations. Um, so a station that plays even Zeppelin to Disturbed would play, uh, and, and that's the broader array now. Is that a, a lot of rock stations play? you know, a broader arrangement of rock music to compete with satellite is what I've seen, at least some of the stations in Philly and Detroit. But anyway, so I, I've known of a couple of their songs. I, I never heard Iowa, the, the you know, I think that was the breakthrough. There's a lot, there's been a, I think there's a couple albums people could say are breakthroughs for them um, from what I've seen. But anyway, yeah, I it's, it's, it's been a new... Uh, music week, you know, uh, As I Lay Dying has, I think, some new stuff out, um, although I, I don't know them too well, I have to admit, so I'll, I'll check that out. Uh, but, I mean, for me, it was all about Tool this week, right? It was all about Tool, Fear Inoculum, the first single dropping this week. Uh, and so I was looking at Loudwire, and they were talking about, um, you know, they actually, I think, are on a, uh, they're doing like a, a Slipknot kind of campaign, it looked like, you know? They had a couple cool articles just talking about why the band's so popular and all of that stuff. So I learned a lot. I mean, again, like some of the lyrics they were pulling out, I was like, whoa, okay, that's a little too much for me. <laughs> that's a little, but, but then, see, you know, you also have Ultimate Classic Rock, which is a great uh, resource I like to read. It's just, it's fun. And I think that, you know, there's a relationship between them and, and Loudwire. 
But Ultimate Classic Rock is more broad-based. I mean, they talked about Zeppelin, you know, Iron Maiden, to... Um, I had to actually take a screenshot because they had an article on Slipknot, Iron Maiden, and Tool. Uh, I believe it was all... The, the, it, throughout this week, they had articles on all of those bands, which is not like the Elton Johns and Queens and, and ELOs that they talk about, the classic 70s hard rock, you know, contemporary rock kind of stuff. So it was interesting. Uh, but, you know, you know, cool. It was cool. It's, it's just like, again, like the rock stations we talked about, you know, where you have that expanded sphere of rock music on a station. Same thing, you know, in terms of the, the articles. But, yeah, um, so I I got into the, you know, I looked at, um, I was watching, I, I went to read up on the new Tool record, and I saw articles that said new Slipknot dropping on Friday. And, I, and so I was up late and I said, let me check this out. And, and so anyway, yes, it's good. It's, it's, I mean, I, I should say I've only gotten through about three quarters of the record, but I get what fans are talking about. Um, I like it more in terms of what you can do with the technology and the guitars. I think that's what I like most about it is, is the sounds you can get, even though, you know, we talked about the production, but the sounds um, emanating from it, the percussion, you know, which is their famous for, right? Um, uh, clown, right? He's, he's the guy banging on the, the 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 percussion. In addition to Jay Weinberg, the drummer, who is Max Weinberg's son, that I think is what really intrigues me. I think that's what really first. So I, I'm no, I I can't say I'm a, a, a bona fide Slipknot fan, but I like a lot of the stuff they've done on the new record. I don't that, and then the two singles, like I said, that I've heard before. I don't really know much of their other stuff. I mean, some of the lyrics, I don't think I would listen to those songs. No disrespect. It's just like, whoa, you know. But um, but there's some stuff that's middle of the road for them, maybe, I think. Um, but I read an article, a couple, there was this big reveal that Jay Weinberg was the, you know, who's the son of Max Weinberg from the E Street Band, Bruce Springsteen. He filled in for Max Weinberg in the E Street Band at times, you know, very steady drumming, right? Smaller kit. Then boom. He's in Slipknot, and I was watching some drum cam footage, and I was just amazed. <laughs> you know, the guy who played with Bruce Springsteen and his dad's band is now in one, just thrashing away in a, in a mega metal band. I mean, that's wild. It's cool, anyway. Um, but I, so I got into that, as we said, really looking more for the, the new Tool music. By the way, did you know? Um, and I didn't see this. I listen to Joe Rogan from time to time. He's a very unique guy and, and has a way of just seemingly making everybody feel comfortable. And the way he inter interviews people, it's a great conversation. It, the, the topics are all, all over the place, you know, but it all is interesting. I mean, it's all interesting. And I, I saw this a few, uh, a little bit later in my YouTube feed, Maynard James Keenan on, um, on his show, I did not know that Maynard James Keenan put out the tweet or put out the Instagram post announcing the title of the album, Fear Inoculum, after 13 years of, of fans waiting, uh, and in addition, making the announcement, before that, making the announcement that the entire Tool catalog will be going up for streaming. So two major announcements that actually happened on the show. Now, the show is, t the Joe Rogan experience is taped, of course, and then it's uploaded, like our show, it's uploaded. Yes, the, yes, his is a much bigger show. I know that. Oh, gee, pr pr producer, just, just man the controls, okay? Let me do the talking. Yeah, I, I, I'm not comparing us to the, the Joe Rogan show in that way, okay? And you know that. Ah, oh, boy. 
so so hard to find good help these days. Help that doesn't razz you or or you know, annoy you while you're trying to work. You're in the zone, much like an artist. David Coverdale once said, "I'm very much like I, I am a true artist. I go in the zone." Well, that's what I do here. I go in the zone from our studios on Market Street in Philadelphia. I'm in the zone, and and maybe maybe that's what's made this show work. Is this producer who we never give a microphone to always interrupting me? <laughs> uh, and of course, he heard that, so he's going to keep doing it. Uh, so yeah, J- Amanda James Keenan made those two big announcements on the Rogan show, and uh, it, you know, I can't get enough of that that first track. You know, it's it's a slow burn. Uh, it, it develops, it builds, but Danny Carey carries it with that. No pun intended. Uh, carries it with that powerful. I mean. His drumming, he likes to let the notes ring out on the drums. He likes to let the drums just totally ring out. And he said in this one interview I saw when testing some drum gear that he doesn't like, you know, some drummers put tape on the drums or they try to mute the sounds. And he doesn't understand why anybody would want to mute the sound of a drum. And so you get that and just these beautiful textures, you know, and polyrhythms and and everything else, polymeters he's known for, all of that. And the guitar, Adam Jones' guitar really, um, his riffs are always... um, uncomplicated but but still very magical and they allow for you know the 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 Justin's bass tone to just I mean it's you know I listened and I said okay there's there's it sounds like this band has evolved in 13 years since their last record but you still have the tool signatures on that record at least on this song you still have those those key signatures um, the time changes and everything else you know they do seven nine eight nine i mean they do all kinds of strange i I, you know i mean obviously lateralis and the the fibonacci sequence alone you know you go back to that which is always a great conversation about math i don't really get math but i get that song um but you get aspects that come directly from that last album 13 years ago but you see how they've evolved you see how maynard's evolved you hear some perfect circle in his voice there too so uh seven songs 80 minute album i'm excited for that so cannot wait august 30th that drops same day michigan state football opens up and and one of my favorite concerts by the way was tool i saw them at michigan state at the breslin center it was a five minute walk from my dorm not a 10 minute walk from my dorm i could see it from my my building i was at college at the time uh, it was 2002, and I found the old set list. I remember they opened up with Sober, and they played, you know, uh, Lateralis came out around that time, so, uh, but that was a must-see show, and it was awesome, you know, and uh, it's kind of funny to think that only two albums have come out in the, the years since then, and that show was 2002, so, oh my gosh, I mean, that's, you might as well say almost 20 years ago. It's crazy stuff, but um, uh, one of my favorite shows, and, and I'm just, I can't wait for... You know, the, the August 30th is going to be a great day. I can't, you know, can't wait for that new record. I'll be rocking it all weekend. Uh, still, by the way, have not forgotten about the Pete Best tape. I played that that tape. The interview I did, we were talking about 60s rock. That, uh, the original Beatles drummer, that tape is not, um, that audio is not on that tape. I don't know why it's not on there or where, it, or where that story is, the interview I did. I thought it was on that tape, so I got to find it. Um, but, uh, you know, 
heck, we'll reach out, try to do a new Pete Best um, segment of some kind. But I, I always wanted to get that on the air, but it was it's some one of my tapes that just fell way beneath in the archives, and now I know it's not on that tape, it's another one that I think is in a storage lockup. So anyway, we have not forgotten about that, just wanted to put that out there um, as well. Uh, so, yes. Um, there's... This has just been, a, to me, I've just been really excited about the Tool album, and that's kind of what I've been listening to, and I've been checking out some of the other news going on. Got to see if there's a couple other quick stories we can uh, get in before we talk about a new uh, segment. Oh, of course, the K.K. Downing interview. We'll talk about that, too. Um, uh, I am looking, and I don't see... Yeah, Steven Tyler took a nasty fall on stage. Looks like he'll be all right, thankfully. Um, yeah, not much. I mean, uh, Tommy Lee, excuse me, <clears throat> Tommy Lee uh, putting Trump and uh, Republicans on blast in a, a, a tweet that went viral. You got to read it. It's a statement that, I mean, it's just, it came, sort of came out of nowhere. I mean, there's been a lot of rock stars talking about politics, and, I, and I'm not going to get into politics on the show. I'm only here to say there's a lot of rock stars talking about politics, and they've got tweets that are joining in on what is often the, the mob on social media, you know, on both sides um, going at it. Uh, Kid Rock had another tweet about Taylor Swift. That's out there. I'm not going to read that. It's pretty explicit. It's really... It's... Uh, it's, it's pretty explicit stuff, but um, that's been in the news, just to say that. Um, but to get to the news we broke here on our network, uh, it is the KK Downing interview. We talked with him exclusively, uh, of course, uh, Thursday, and uh, talked with him about Bloodstock, which is Sunday. So you may be listening to this podcast and then looking for video of uh, KK Downing with Ross the Boss from Man of War, formerly of Man of War, doing their jam, about an hour-long set. I believe it will be at uh, Bloodstock in the UK, which is going on now. Um, so they're going to be um, towards the end of it on Sunday. And, uh, you know, there is one big question that we had asked him, uh, him about uh, his future with Priest, because Priest announced their 50th anniversary, the first show that they're going to do at Wacken, which will be, it will be the first part of their 50th anniversary tour. I have not seen any tour dates for that yet. They've been talking about how they're planning it. But then they announced um, next year at Wacken that will be their first show of their 50th anniversary tour. K.K. Downing says he has not been uh, contacted, so we will go to that part of our interview with K.K. Downing, uh, our exclusive. Uh, great to have him back on the show. Uh, we ran the full interview before, but if you missed that, we will let you hear this part because I think it's very significant. Legal matters, legal drama continuing between K.K. Downing and the priest, the rest of the priest uh, mates there. So that will play... Uh, after this opening segment and and a new segment with a friend of ours I like to call the okay the initials for this show Ron, Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin we'll just call it Ron DK so he is the Ron DK vinyl master that was a lot about vinyl he's telling us what he's tracking some new stuff he's been picking up so you'll hear that you will hear the KK Downing interview talking about how uh, where things are with him and the band right now and how they want him out of the organization altogether. Then a quick break, then the Vinyl Master. Now let's go to K.K. Downing. A great chat with him as he gets ready for Bloodstock. I did have a question uh, for you too. Um, 
we saw that the the band priest had announced a show at uh, Wacken uh, for the 50th anniversary, and it kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, I know they've been talking about some of that, but have you heard from them any reaction to that? Because it just seemed weird that, you know, there hasn't been any statement about inclusion, you know, with yourself and others, you know. No, no, absolutely nothing at all. Um, absolutely nothing at all. And um, I think, I, I, you know, um, it's, 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 it's not going to happen. Um, yeah. I, I really don't think so because those guys are, uh, you know, they've got their lawyer sending me letters, you know, so I'm dealing with that. Oh, um, so, uh, you know, nothing that, I, nothing that I've done. It's just, sure. it's just a business arrangement, a contractual thing. And, um, and I think I said that they want me, um, you know, uh, out of the way, you know, every, every speck of me. So, um, you know, um, it's it's a complicated issue, really. Uh, as I said, I, it's not it's not wasn't wasn't my choice, you know, um, not my doing. And I asked the guys not to go that route. Let's sit down and talk about it. But they said no, and um, and and that's it, really, you know. Um, so, um, you know, I just uh, assume that uh, the phone's not going to going to ring. Um, and uh, so I will be, um, just as I said before in a previous statement, uh, you know, I can't uh, spend the rest of my life, you know, expecting that things will uh, happen when the chances are that they won't. Right. But I, I guess you're moving forward with uh, whatever you want to do, right? You can play whenever you want to. You can... I know you said there's a band that you've... A couple bands I think you've worked with, right? So it sounds like, you know, the, the sky's wide open for you. Yeah, it always has been, really, yeah. you know, I guess, you know. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, I think it's been um, gone over and over, really. Um, it's, uh, obviously, some kind of uh, sour grape issue to make all of this happen because none of the rest of it makes eminent sense, or any, any sense at all, really. Yeah. Um, so, there you go, I mean... Um, yeah. You know, I say it's been gone over so many times, David, really. Hello, friends. If you love Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin, what am I talking about? Of course you do. You will love another show on our network called Dave Kinchin Tonight, where we take a deep dive into the week's news, sports, and culture stories impacting our times. We are on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere else you get podcasts. If we're not, trust me, we will be. We will make it happen. So you've got your rock and roll and your news talk. Oh, yes, we've got you covered. Oh, so much vinyl out there. We know it's out there. We need someone to guide us through it. We're here with the Vinyl Master, Shane. He's going to guide us through. Hang on, everybody. Take a deep breath. Stick out your hand. Stick out your hand. Come on, stick out your hand. He's going to grab it. He can feel it right now. That's right. I sound like a televangelist. I'm not not a televangelist, but that's okay. (laughs) Touch the screen. Touch the screen, as Phil Collins said in that one Genesis video. But we're not going to do that. That's okay. Uh, Shane, you you know more about vinyl than anyone I know. what are you looking at in terms of you got some reissues right now, right? Uh, oh, this is a fantastic time for reissues, Dave. Like, I've, I've done a lot of reading on this, and, and what 
record companies are finally realizing is that we want reissues. We want them sounding better. We have better equipment or whatever. Not necessarily better equipment, but we have earbuds in and we just want good sounding music and they're giving it to us slowly, but it's coming out. So and it's so it's an exciting, it's a magical time. What specifically uh, are you looking at uh, like in terms of artists? Right now, um, Prince last month came out with a, a two LP set called Originals. There's also a deluxe version with two LPs and a CD. Um, just a tremendous release from the Minneapolis genius. Uh, yeah. The guy um, wrote so many songs for other people, and this release has them all. I mean, most of them. There's a few out there that they did not get on the release. Um, stuff like Jungle Love that he wrote for The Time, uh, Nothing Compares to You that he wrote for Sinead O'Connor, uh, Sex Shooter he wrote for Vanity Six. Amazing stuff when he does it. It's I would say it's almost better than the releases we're, we've currently heard oh. for year, for years, yeah. And there's a whole process that goes into this, right? There's a whole process that goes into how they how they put all that together, and, and it's it, it can be pretty tedious, I would imagine, right? Yeah, the, the Minneapolis, uh, the, the Prince Paisley Park, they finally uh, are slowly starting to get what we want, the fans. And uh, the first one, uh, piano and a microphone, was sort of a lukewarm reaction from people uh, this one is is really people are, have been really excited about this release so they're going through the master tapes in some cases they found cassettes where prince you know yeah they took prince's vocal track from a cassette and married it to a background track from in the studio and this is magic yeah it's amazing what they freaking magic yeah yeah and a tribute of course to someone gone way too soon uh, as well. Uh, what else is on your? You got a little list there. What I'm also sticking with Minneapolis. Um, yeah. This one's not out yet, but I'm chomping at the bit. This is for uh, the, the Minneapolis Rockers, uh, the replacements. Yep. Uh, the replacements have a box set coming out in a couple weeks. Um, <clears throat> it's a deluxe four CD, one LP set for Don't Tell a Soul. Ah. It has a different name. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but um, it has. Uh, the remastered LP with the original Matt Wallace studio remix oh. which he did that's the one they were going to go with the stu and the record label Sire and a couple other people were like nah let's let's polish it mm. um, sort of against Paul's wishes Paul Westerberg the, yep. and um, <clears throat> that's going to be released which I'm I've already heard a few tracks from that and they were completely different than the original album so it's like a, you're getting a whole new album here and it almost sounds um, gritty, gritty like the last Replacements album, mm. the one before that, um, Pleased to Meet Me. It has a little <laughs> bit more of a punch, and it's uh, there's a lot of studio chatter and carrying on like the Replacements were known to do. So I think it's a little more real to their sound than the, the album that came out. I still like the original album, but this, this I'm really excited about. Um, it also has you know a live concert tacked on there, and some demos and alternate versions of songs on the album. So you're getting like yeah. some 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 bang for the buck. I think it's like 60 bucks, but... It's not bad. I mean, I'm all you over consider, it. Yeah. When you're a Replacements fan, you almost... 
have to get it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Are you, um, you know, there's folks out there with remasters and talking about how a record can be so different. Do you think, um, like, does that bother you sometimes if, it, if you get something that turns out to be a different record or a new incarnation of something? Sure. Or does it, does it excite you by the possibilities? Yeah, look what, I mean, uh, Megadeth did that with uh, Rest in Rust Peace yep. or Rest. Um, a lot of fans were frustrated about that and a lot of people kept their old CDs because the original mix... And in my opinion, the original mix is better. Um, I think they went and overdid it a little too much. Um, don't tell Dave. Right. But, <laughs> but um, I know you're on a... Well, met him once. Only met him once. But um, yeah, I, I, that's an example where I think they should have just left it alone. Yeah. Um, maybe they cleaned it up or whatever they want to do. But just sure. um, apparently they redid drum and, and guitar tracks. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't want to talk too much about that because I don't know, but it right, sounds right. completely... I did hear that. Yeah, I did hear that. Bowie, on the other hand, did... Um, there was an 80s album that is very dated, um, and on his last box set, his 80s box set of his 80s material, there's an album called Never Let Me Down. Mm. And Bowie um, <clears throat> was working on this uh, with Tony Visconti um, around the time of his death, and they started remixing the album, and they made it a harder-edged album, and it is so much better than the original. Like the original is like almost like eighties pop trash throwaway music. Wow. This is actually like this is a cool album that we got back from Bowie in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Maybe Meg Megadeth could remaster uh, Risk, and that might bring up some redemption for some of the fans out there. Yes! Just a thought, maybe. Um, I don't now, know. It's, it's, now, there's also CDs, right? I mean, you're talking about, you've been talking about Iron Maiden, and they've been through the process of remasters for their, um, a lot of those releases. Yeah, absolutely. They're doing, they're doing the, um, kind of the last batch now, right? Yeah. And this is for your fans. I know a lot of your fans like metal, and I'm a big fan of metal. Yeah, yeah. New wave of British heavy metal. Yes. Changed my life. <laughs> The Maiden is on its, one of its second to last round of, of their CD remasters right now. They're doing X Factor, Virtual Eleven, and Brave New World. Um, those they, they just came out recently in like the last few weeks. Um, no Fear in the Dark for some reason. Uh, mm. A couple fans are a little confused and they've been complaining about that. But and, and there's been mixed feelings. Like yeah. I know Bruce had said that you know he said there's a quote I found of him. He was talking about that record saying. You know, they, they didn't really like what they ended up doing with it. His voice is raspier. Right. It's a very edgier. I love that it's record. It's a different but, sounding but it's, it's different. Yeah, but a lot of people, like it. Yeah, but a lot of people aren't really, I guess even in the band, aren't yeah. too keen on that after the fact going, you know, through the through the years. They did not get the remastered process yet, but um, maybe due to high fan demand or something, they will. But those these three just came out. I got to say, I've been slowly picking them up, and uh, Number of the Beast, Peace of Mind, they sound really, really good. These remasters were really done well. Mm -hmm. I think um, it's a compliment. I think these could be the best sounding CDs, uh, copies of Maiden releases since the original CDs wow. in the 80s. So cool. if you don't have an original 80s CD and you have the 2000 and I think three or 2005 yep, 2003, yeah. Sanctuary releases or uh, BMG that, releases, yeah. um, these are the ones to, to get. All right, good stuff. So you got a good list there. All right. Oh, any I other tried. thoughts? <laughs> yeah. All right. No, I, it's just fun. And it's really cool. And thanks for having me on to do this. I I really enjoy uh, finding the stuff and uh, going back and re-exploring music that you know made my life 
enjoyable, and I'm sure it made your yeah. life enjoyable. You know it, yeah. And, and uh, talking to KK the other day, even added, Dude. made that even better, right? That was awesome. <laughs> For those, what a, what a yeah. gentleman. Yeah, absolutely. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll have more of uh, that uh, episode uh, uh, throughout uh, the weekend, but uh, we are now bowing down to the Vinyl Master. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Yeah. Woo! Alrighty then, many thanks to our great vinyl master there, Shane, for some wonderful insight. Boy, I always learn a lot when I'm talking with him about records and what's out there in the history of vinyl. So uh, we look forward to more chats there once a week or whenever we can do them. So it will be a reoccurring segment on this show. We're happy about that. Uh, also getting some more feedback and everything from around the world, really, with our KK Downing interview. We talked about a lot of things. Of course, we reran the part that got probably the most play, and that was the uh, current situation with uh, the legal matters in Judas Priest, an unfortunate situation that continues to develop there. So uh, you can interact and give me your thoughts on that uh, at DaveKinchin.com, at DaveKinchinUSA on Twitter, and of course, our official Facebook page, Rock of Nations, with Dave Kinchin on Facebook there. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. And by the way, if I didn't mention this already, I'm going to post this. A cool picture of Maynard James Keenan had Ace Fraley, I guess, on his cell phone, you know, Ace's picture from the uh, 78 solo record uh, when he was on the Joe Rogan show. And I, I just said, wow, that was a really cool image uh, that would make make a pretty good uh, background image for the phone too so uh, that's on uh, we're, we're going to put that up on uh, the Facebook page uh, you know a screenshot credited to the Joe Rogan Experience show but uh, yeah fun stuff there so we will have a great week ahead with all kinds of talk of rock and roll what's going on in the news uh, and uh, working on a new batch of interviews as always we'll let, let you know when those are confirmed and scheduled and uh, anything in the news we talk about it here just like sports talk it's rock Rock Talk uh, Radio, and we love it. We love you. You love us. It's just a whole lot of love. But, uh, you know, no pun intended with the whole Led Zeppelin song. Anyway, <laughs> have a great weekend, my friends. We will be back on Monday. Oh, yeah.